Welcome to another episode with Coach Kathy. I haven't recorded anything for the past couple of weeks uh, because of everything that's going on. I haven't had really the time to sit down and um, put a few words together and record it. Mind you, while I have not been recording, there's been many thoughts and many um, ideas and contemplations that has gone through my mind. So here we are. I have the chance to do it. My little girl is watching kids tube in the background. My laundry is going. My food is cooking. There's the dog walking around. So there's a lot going on in my household. So excuse the background noise as I try to capture um, a few of my thoughts here with you. And in this episode, what I particularly want to talk about is finding your passion and purpose but then making sure that it aligns with your capabilities, with your strengths, and what um, you're really good at. So the reason I say this is in times like this, when we are finding ourselves in a different position where we may have been laid off, we uh, you know don't have any work, and other things that are coming on where you are sitting back and going, what do I do with my life now? And granted, other than quarantine and being at home, what else can you do? What else can you really try to tap into and be able to uh, find that joy and zest in the mornings and say, hey, I'm motivated to do this. So there is a bit of a catch to this is when people say, find your passion and follow it, find your purpose and follow it. I recently listened to a conversation with one of my mentors where he talks about Even if you find your purpose and passion, if you don't have the right strengths to be able to follow through, it's not going to end up being good in the long run. So for example, let me give you an example. Let's say a while ago, last year, I was into finding everything to do with uh, macrame. Macrame is, is, is like, imagine if you're knitting, but you're knitting with your hands, you're building, you're, you're uh, weaving yarn together and making these beautiful um, things that you can hang from the wall. If you don't know what macrame is, just Google it. You'll see what I'm talking about. So anyways, I went down the path of, oh, this is really interesting and this is really aligned with my creativity and I want to try this. So I went and bought the yarn and all the stuff, watched bazillion YouTube videos as I usually do, and I started to weave the yarn together. Well, halfway through one of them that I did, I was like, okay, this is repetitive. This is super boring now. I And one of the things it has is it's a quick learning kind of a craft. Like it's not that complicated once you figure out how to tie a knot it's essentially doing different knots that creates this beautiful fabric or this beautiful uh, piece of uh, woven art, uh, woven yarn, if you will. But it's different knots that you make. So there's only so many knots you can do. And after a little bit, I started to get bored with, with it. And I wasn't interested. And it takes a long time to make a nice, beautiful piece because it's one knot at a time. And those knots are pretty small. So it takes a while and there kicked in my ADD and my brain saying, this is going to take forever. Not going to do this. This is not immediate satisfaction. The immediate satisfaction that came out of it was learning how to quickly do it because it's a quick 
craft that you can learn and the learning curve is not very high. But then to actually make a piece, it takes time. And that's where my brain just didn't want to go. And and imagine how many crafts, how many hobbies, how many things you've started and you didn't finish because of that. Because one of the things that happens is once the interest is worn off, then there's no ignition in there. There's no, I really want to continue to finish this. You already have figured out how to do it. It's going to be the same movement over and over again. Do you really want to finish it? That's where most of our projects don't get done. So moral of the story with this is I thought I found a new thing, a new thing that excited me. I don't want to call it a passion, but I mean, it could have been because I saw people selling this stuff. I saw people doing classes and my mind just went crazy going, oh, I could do this. I could do that. Not happening. Instead, what I ended up doing, because I really wanted to finish a piece. So I went and took a workshop. I paid 60 bucks. Within that 60 bucks, within that hour and a half of a workshop, uh, you would come out with a piece completed. So I said, okay, I'll get it done this way. At least I have finished a hobby from beginning to the end. And I can say, okay, this is at least completed. Because these days I am about making sure I complete things. And if I don't complete them, I need to know why. And I kind of question what's happening and go into it. So long story short, went in, completed the project, and I have now a piece hanging from the wall that I can say I did that by myself, well, with the help of a teacher, and it's a completed project. Would I do macrame again? I don't know. Depending on the mood I'm in, how much patience I have, I may pick it up again. But the moral of the story then, going back to professions, going back to careers, going back to work, entrepreneurs most of the time get excited over something that if it peaks in your interest and if all the things are lined up and intuitively it sounds like it's the right thing to do, we end up making some decisions and we convince ourselves that it's the right decision because there's so much emotion behind it and we go all in. And then when it comes to actually executing on the new venture, there are things in there that may not align with your strengths. So for example, if you went down a path of uh, doing something to do with uh, sales, but that it has a lot of paperwork, that paperwork, that organization may hold you back from really pursuing that dream any further. Because if 90 or 80% of the time it's doing paperwork, then you know, you've got 20% of the time uh, doing the sales, something that you like to do, but then if 80% of it is doing paperwork, slowly, slowly that's going to catch up to you because your strength is not in that. And I mean, there's other ways to deal with that. You hire an assistant, but imagine if you were a new entrepreneur going down the path of wanting to try something new, I would highly recommend to sit down and really understand what your strengths are. What are you really good at? Are you good at organization? Are you good at um, thinking outside the box? Are you highly analytical? Do you find loopholes in things? Um, Are you one of those people that can organize things and bring people together? Like I know some people are really good at bringing a bunch of people together, like event marketing, for example. But then when it comes to logistics, wah, wah, it just kind of dies off because now you have to organize dates, times, locations, and things like that. So there is so many aspects of understanding your strengths 
And then sitting back and talking to someone and saying, look, this is an idea I have about what I want to do. These are the things I'm good at. And then these are some of the things that I'm not so good at. And then figuring out how to balance that out and what are these ideas that you have, which one of them do you want to execute on? So this is where impulsivity comes in major. And as my mentor talks about this too, that when we are in that place of, oh, I have a new idea, you know, the interest kicks in, there's the ignition, and then there's, you know, the the impulsiveness of it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. This is where I always say, make sure your head, your heart, and your gut are aligned. So make sure you are uh, logically, emotionally, and intuitively are so aligned in all those three areas that nobody can talk you out of it. So if your intuition and your emotion is high, but your logic is saying, don't do it, don't do it, there's something in there, you got to listen to that. You can't just say, oh, I lead with my heart. I lead with my gut and, and my intuition. There is a time where that logic comes in. There's been mistakes that I have made personally on certain things that I went in thinking, this is my passion. I'm going to start doing this. And as I got into it, I'm like, oh, I have to pause and think. I have to slow down. I have to do paperwork. I have to uh, do logistics. I do not like doing logistical stuff. And it just, you know, eventually the, the project or the idea that I had didn't come to fruition. And so the moral of this story is now that you have a new start in whatever it is that you want to do, when you sit back and say, okay, what's my passion? Because that's what everybody says out there. It's like, what's your passion? What do you want to, you know, go after that? And you make something out of it. I say, go in with eyes wide open and with a lot of um, evaluation and make sure that your strengths are going to at least, at least cover 80% of, of this new endeavor that you're going to go down the path of. If it's less than 80%, I'm just throwing numbers out there, uh, it'll catch up to you eventually. That business venture that you want to do that you absolutely love and you want to get a business loan for it and start up a new thing, there is a point where you have to sit back and slow down your brain and think through it. And I know 80 years, myself included, if, if I have an idea and I and people tell me don't do it because of this and that and the other... It's one thing to take other people's advice, but it's another to sit down with yourself and truly reflect. Because we're highly impulsive, we're just going to jump right into it. In some cases, there's rewards in that. There's things that I've done impulsively that have, you know, been given me the the benefits and, and I have learned great lessons from it. But can't do that all the time. It's not sustainable. There is a point where you will burn out. There's a point where you're three years into a business adventure that that you thought was amazing, and now you're wondering why. Well, because your strengths are probably not aligned with this business venture that you're in, and now you're struggling and you're trying to get through it. So find resources to help you connect with others. One of the things is we, we can get stubborn and say, I'll do it all by myself. If you're in that situation where you can hire additional resources to help you with it, know that that's completely okay, that you're not a failure, that those things are not within your strengths. And those other people that you're hiring on have those strengths, 
where you, which where they don't have some of the things that you do. So you balance each other out. Never hire the same person that has the same capabilities as you. Always hire somebody smarter than you, somebody that can complement um, the skills that you don't have. So my whole riff on this is it's one thing to go after your passion when you're starting from zero again. But, you know, buyer beware, I guess, is go in it with understanding how your strength can carry you through this passion so that it's sustainable. So my friends, in almost 13 minutes, I was able to get this thought out and record it. Yay. And now I'm going to go back to family and and my little girl. I wish you well. Uh, Stay safe. Stay home. Wash your hands. And um, keep on being uh, positive and look at this era that we're in, this time that we're in as a way of reflection on the things you want to get done, the, the, the passion that you want to go after, but do it in a very calculated, methodical, eyes wide open way. Um, that's it for today. I wish you well. Thank you. And hope to have another segment sometime soon. I don't know when it's going to be, but I'll be recording again sometime soon. Take care. Oh, 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 oh,